Welcome to the March episode of International Voices. I'm your host and moderator, Udo Fluck, and I have the honor to oversee the Global Office in Arts Missoula. To listen to podcasts from 2022, 2021, and 2020, please visit artsmissoula.org, click on Global, and visit Radio and Podcasts. International Voices is a monthly podcast brought to you by Arts Missoula Global and The Trail 1033. We are proud to have established an audience with listeners in 10 countries around the world. The 11 monthly International Voices podcast episodes in 2023 are exclusively sponsored by Orr McDonnell Law in Missoula, your advocates for all personal injury, family law, and landlord-tenant matters. This March episode is part two of a three-part series on organizations and nonprofits that have aided Missoula to become a more diverse community. I'm thrilled to talk to several leaders in our community that have done exactly that, helped with their programming, services, and products to make Missoula a more diverse place. My guest today is the incredible, energetic, smart, charismatic, thoughtful, and courageous Susan Haypatrick, Chief Executive Officer of United Way of Missoula County. Welcome, Susan. I want to meet that Susan Haypatrick. <laughs> she sounds awesome. She is. <laughs> Thanks for being with me oh, today. Thank you so much. I'm very honored. Uh, in the studio. And, and I will jump right in. And I would like to ask you if you uh, could please tell us a little bit about the mission of United Way. Sure. Uh, my short answer is we build a better community, especially in the areas of education, financial stability, and health. Okay. Um, those essential building blocks for a good quality of life. And we do that by bringing the whole community together um, to identify problems and what are the barriers that are keeping our most vulnerable neighbors from leading their best, healthiest lives. And then we craft programs and solutions and implement them. And we focus on helping people today, but also on preventing problems from happening tomorrow. So we use a collective impact model, okay. where again, as I said, we bring everybody together. And by everybody, I mean other nonprofits, businesses, right. donors, the faith community, the university, both hospitals, the school system, to um, just you know really bring everyone's skills, experience, expertise to bear on some of these intractable problems in our community, like homelessness, right. like suicide, like family health. Um, so that's sort of the nutshell. <laughs> uh, that's great information because I think people um, hear about United Way, um, but what's the mission of it and how is it accomplished, I think is really nice to know and that it is a collective impact model that um, you bring organizations together. You uh, don't do it alone because it would right. probably be very tough to do it alone, right. um, but uh, bank on the strength of those other organizations. Now, Can I add just one thing? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like we are the uh, community uh, convener, collaborator, 
champion, and when necessary, creator of these broad community-wide initiatives that are moving the needle on issues Missoula cares about. Somebody has to be the backbone organization of these efforts, and that's a function that that we fill, and I'm, I'm proud of that work. Absolutely. Now, United Way is not a new organization. As a matter of fact, it started in the 1930s. How has the organization evolved over the past 90 years? Well, first, there's no truth to the rumor that I was here 90 years ago. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, for many years, United Way functioned as sort of a community chest where donors would donate money, many of them through workplace campaigns where they would um, designate a portion of their paycheck every pay period to go to United Way. And that is still a very important way that we raise funds. And then United Way would grant those funds to local nonprofits. Okay. And that served us well, that model, for many years. But over the last 15 or so years, as philanthropy changed, as our community changed, as uh, our donors retired, as... uh, we experienced an explosive growth nationally and locally in the number of nonprofits and an increase in their ability to reach donors directly, that model became less relevant. It was sort of a 20th century model that wasn't going to work as well in the 21st century. You didn't need to give to United Way in order to support the nonprofit of your choice. With one click of your thumb on your phone, you could give to a nonprofit anywhere in the world. And at the same time, change wasn't happening fast enough. Hmm. We had too many homeless people, too many kids dropping out of school, too many people taking their own lives, um, too many people going to the food bank. And we just felt like um, this convener collaborator role would be a more effective way to improve our community and would give donors a better return on their investment. Sure. So that's a big way. And now the challenge is telling our uh, new story in old places. So going to our donors who supported us for many years and saying, hey, this is the new United Way. I talk about the old way and the United Way. Sure. And I think any organization to stay relevant has to adapt to changing times. Right. And you're bringing up a good point, and that is that um, the people that uh, were probably heavily involved 20, 30 years ago are now retired Mm -hmm. or sadly have passed on. And so um, there is an entirely new generation of people that uh, need to learn about Uh, how United Way is as effective as it is and how they can contribute to it. And and not just United Way, but philanthropy in general. In general, right. Um, I think for many young people, they didn't grow up with a culture of philanthropy the way I did and the way our parents did. Right. Um, The the, uh, difficult economy, people, just changes in in people's thinking. Right. in, I think it's it's inaccurate, but I think some people think, well, if you help people, you just get more people to help. And right. so there there have been all kinds of changes that um, have led to the challenge of, of as I said, telling sure. telling the new story in, in, in old places. And it's good that it has changed and that thankfully things are not done 
the same way they were done right. 50 or 60 years ago because it probably would be not very effective anymore. Right, right. It's the same with faith organizations sure. and service groups. I right. know you're very familiar with Rotary. Uh, I'm a Rotarian, and we've had to adapt to meet the next right. generation where it is. Right. United Way offers and hosts a variety of programs. Can you tell us a bit more about what you offer and how and who you are collaborating with others? Well, we only have a certain amount of time, Udo, and I could go on. <laughs> um, so uh, we, as I said, focus on education, financial stability, and health. Right. One of the most popular programs we operate is Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Oh, okay. It's an early reading book gifting program that mails a free, high-quality, age-appropriate book once a month to all enrolled kids wow. in Missoula and Mineral Counties, and we got it started in Ravalli County as well, um, all enrolled kids from birth to age five, so that if they enroll at birth by the time they start kindergarten, they have a home library of 60 books. And they're really great books, like Ferdinand the Bull and sure. The Little Engine That Could. And, right. And it not only instills in little kids a love of reading, uh, and there still is something exciting about getting a book in the mail oh, every month. But it strengthens the bond between parents and children because it comes. the books come with reading tips. Right. And our survey shows that something like 80%, more than 80% of kids ask their parents to read them the book that very day. Sure. Um, and parents report a stronger bond. And all the studies that have been done of Imagination Library on the national level show that children who have access to the program are entering kindergarten with better language skills and more social skills than other kids and are reading at grade level in third grade at higher levels. And third grade reading is something we measure in our country. Right. right. So that would be one of those um, programs that are a good example of how the impact of a program benefits yes. not only um, individuals that are living within Missoula city limits through United Way, but as you said, Rivali County and other counties that are surrounding Missoula are also. Yes, we uh, serve Missoula, Mineral, and Rivali counties. Most of our work, of course, is concentrated in Missoula. And right. that Imagination Library is part of our zero to five mm -hmm. initiative, which works to make sure that kids come to kindergarten ready to embark successfully on that right. path to lifelong learning. And that involves making sure that their families, they and their families have the services and support they need to start right. kindergarten, to get a good, strong start in life. And that's challenging in Montana. We're one of just a handful of states with no publicly funded preschool. So already a lot of our kids are, are not starting on a level playing field because right. they haven't had high-quality right. preschool. We also distribute for older kids about 800 fully stuffed brand-new backpacks at the beginning of every school year so that Wonderful. kids in need have the same school supplies that everyone else has and the same high-quality new backpacks. Very nice. Well, what is the success formula of United Way? Um, well... I would say, first of all, I have an outstanding team who I work with, and I feel like my job is to give them a lot of responsibility and a lot of authority and everything they need to succeed. These are tremendous community champions with 
um, a truly impressive work ethic and a deep love for their community. And so I think having a really strong staff, a very supportive board, um, telling our story so that um, we raise the resources we need to do. I, I just touched on one of our programs in response to your earlier question. Sure. But, you know, we do a lot of work on homelessness, suicide prevention. Um, we have a, a family health initiative that encourages healthy eating and activity. We have um, even a wildfire, something called Wildfire Ready Missoula, which helps homeowners in the wildland urban interface make their properties more wildfire resilient because wildfire in the West is a reality. And um, that's a federally funded program. It's a pilot program with a a lot of, it's attracted a lot of interest nationally. for a while, I think we were the only United Way in the country that had a forester on retainer helping us with this project. <laughs> now we do it in partnership with the County Office of Emergency Management. And that leads me to say that deep partnerships, deep trusting collaborative partnerships with all those stakeholders I mentioned, with other nonprofits, with businesses, with the public sector, the faith community, and that has been part of the secret sauce, I think, that has helped us get a lot done. And it seems as though education is a big part in all of that. I mean, wildfire prevention, I'm sure a lot of it is about here is what you can do as a homeowner to reduce the the risk greatly, if if not even eliminate it, by just doing simple things, simple things that people might have never even thought of when they look at the bushes in front of their house. That's so true. But once somebody tells them, hey, those bushes, that's how how fire jumps and and how it gets into your house or onto your roof, eliminate the bushes and you will have your fire uh, risk reduced by... Yeah. You know, a large a large percentage that otherwise w- would probably be um, a risk of of uh, spreading fires that it, way. Yes, it, you should come to work for this program because you just articulated it <laughs> very well. Most of the severe property loss in the wildland urban interface happens, as my colleague Eric says, from the front door to the forest, in what they call the home ignition zone for right. embers. So. If you have pine needles in your roof or you maybe have propane stored right outside your house or right. or highly flammable bushes or trees too close to your property. That's the biggest um, problem. So yeah. we uh, we hmm. work with, contract, uh, with homeowners and right. then contractors and um, the Office of Emergency Management at the county. And once the work has been done and inspected by the, the county, we reimburse the homeowners for 50% of the cost of the of what they've done, of the remediation work. So it you you can get $5,000 worth of work done sure. on your property. Sure. What a great program. $2,500. It really is. It's it's I'm I'm very proud of it and um, it's been a it's been an unusual thing for a United Way to do. Sure. But it's been highly successful. And especially in a region like Montana where yes. every year it seems yes, to be absolutely. one wildfire tops the wildfire from the year before, with very few exceptions. True, uh, we get a break, and so knowledge like this and a program like this uh, can really make a difference. Now, the podcasts this spring are focusing on um, organizations that have made Missoula a more diverse place, a more 
that helped build a diverse community. And when I was on your website, on the United Way website, under About Us is a link to Commitment to Diversity. My question is, how important is fostering diversity in our community to United Way? It is a core value and something that we champion and take very seriously and and prioritize. And it makes us a stronger organization and a stronger community. I would say, aside from the moral imperative to just be fair and to treat people equitably, we know that um, diversity, you know, we live in a very diverse world. Right. And I think diversity strengthens our community, strengthens our organization when you have diverse viewpoints, diverse people from diverse backgrounds, diverse ethnicities, religion. It's really something that I think you you put all that together in a room and you learn and grow. Now, this is true for Missoula as a community, but there's also a bigger picture to that. How important is diversity in general to um, to an entire society, to a country? Yeah, yeah. I think it, it shows that, um, I think that there's even studies that show that diverse workplaces are more productive and and more profitable. We know that, that COVID-19 didn't create some of the great inequities in our world, but we definitely saw them revealed in very sharp relief during right. COVID. Right. And we know that we have a lot of work to do to make up for injustices, inequities, systemic sure. failures of the past. But Looking forward, you know, we might not be able to repair the past, but we can certainly do a better job of providing opportunity and hope to everybody going forward. And that's just the way of the world. Right. I think we have a tremendous opportunity to embrace diversity in the broadest possible sense. And it can be scary to venture into new territory and unlearn old habits and in some cases examine oppressive systems that haven't worked for everybody. Right. But uh, I think it's work worth doing. And you're bringing up a good point, and that is that the diversity brings a whole lot of uh, benefits to um, to people themselves, but also to projects. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, if you have a diverse group of people and you present them with a challenge, um, you will probably learn about a solution that is something that you would have never thought of by yourself because you're thinking within your own cultural boundaries or within your own work boundaries or whatever. And if you have a member in your think tank, in in your task force, in your group that looks at this from a completely different completely different angle with a completely different perspective, uh, probably even from a different cultural background. And all of a sudden you go, wow, that's, a, that's an interesting idea. Never right. even didn't th- think, it, didn't didn't think, think of that. that. Right. And oftentimes when I had this happening uh, in think tank situations, the rest of the people were equally amazed and said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, had never thought of that either. Yes, And so I think there is this immediate benefit of thinking outside of the box because, well, you have members in a diverse group that yes. are not part of the box. Right, right. And so by that very fact, then you have a much greater chance of, of looking at a challenge 
through a different lens and finding a solution that is refreshingly new, perhaps. It's so true. It's so true. And I think that um, involving people with lived experience, um, the disability rights community has long had the phrase, nothing about us without us. And, you know, we don't come in and say, we're from United Way and we're here to help. We bring everybody to the table. People are experts in their own lives. And so to work on homelessness and have people who are homeless at the table telling us what they need and what works for them uh, has been a game changer in a lot of respects. Right. Having uh, folks with young children tell sure. us what services helped and what services were lacking and, and, and opportunities in their lives, um, that's, it's really enriches our work. The Missoula Nonprofit Center a training, networking, and information sharing hub for nonprofits in Missoula County is also integrated in United Way. Can you please tell us more about the center and the magic sure. that happens there? Yes. Well, we all know that Missoula has a, a diverse and wonderful array of nonprofits. There are about 250 wage-paying IRS 990 filing uh, nonprofits in our community. And they are huge contributors to the overall quality of life. And they're huge employers. We have a, right. we are the little engine that could. You know, right. we, we have a, a strong economic footprint and as well as contributing to quality of life. And the nonprofit staff and board boards in our town are eager to always do their best and to improve their learning and their skills. So the Missoula Nonprofit Center, it's, it's a virtual hub that provides education, training, networking opportunities. So we bring nonprofit leaders and staff together for social events. We provide online and in-person training and things like um, when a lot a lot of people want to know about how do you serve on a board? What right. what are the requirements of board service? What how do you improve fundraising or how do you even learn how to be a fundraiser? Right. Um, HR uh, programming. How how do you manage volunteers? There are all kinds of um, programs that we bring experts in to provide this this these programs for our over one hundred members. And then we also sponsor volunteermissoula.org, which is a website that links volunteers with programs that need volunteers, okay. whether it's a one-time only thing or whether it's an ongoing commitment like serving on a board. What are you most proud of at United Way um, that has happened under your leadership, uh, that has happened because um, United Way is... Uh, embraced in a certain way by the community? Yeah. What are you most proud of? I would say uh, people and partnerships. So I mentioned my amazing staff colleagues. Right. Uh, really, I feel like we have the best staff imaginable. Um, and they are smart, talented, creative, hardworking, caring people. We have, we pay a lot of attention to board development, so a strong, supportive board of director who are sort of our ambassadors in the community, and then the deep and trusting partnerships that have a- a- enabled us to do an awful lot for, 
for the community, I think. Our partnership right. with Hope Rescue Mission, for example, in the temporary safe outdoor space, keeping unhoused people housed and uh, in a temporary situation and then giving them the skills and services they need to find permanent housing. That's been a tremendous success. Our partnership that I talked about earlier with the Wildfire Ready Missoula, our Suicide Prevention Initiative Project Tomorrow Montana is a strong partnership with the City County Health Department. And we look for those opportunities because there's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And we want to go far. And there again is this connection to this collective impact yes. of, uh, you know, together we're much stronger than we could possibly be on yes, our own. Absolutely. Now, while people can come to action and do things for United Way and in United Way, there is actually a day of action Yes, that is uh, a way for United Way to say, this is the day we kickstarted for the following year or we're wrapping things up from the previous year. Um, tell us a little bit more about this United Way day of action. When is it? And it's probably not the shortest day of the year, exactly. I would think. Um and, uh, and what do people do on sure, the Day of Action? Sure. So years ago, it was called the United Way Day of Caring. But we really, when we thought about it, caring is wonderful, but what we really need is action. Is action. Right. So we changed it to Day of Action. And it's a one-day day of service where teams of volunteers go out into the community and do hands-on projects, whether it's painting or cleaning or... Um, building uh, and all over Missoula at nonprofits, at parks. And it is something that the staff of these nonprofits would not be able, these are projects that they just don't have the money or the time to do themselves. And it's a wonderful opportunity for companies to encourage employee volunteerism. It's sort of a bonding experience when you're out pulling weeds at Garden City Harvest. Oh, absolutely. Um, And so we do full or half-day projects, and it's closest to June 21st, the longest day of the year. So Ah. this year, June 23rd. Okay. um, Because it really works well when it's on a Friday. People can, you know, get dirty, get out and get dirty. Oh, absolutely. In their Live United t-shirts. And uh, it's really been... Uh, a great success for many years. And people start asking us right around now. Right. Um, when is the day? Yeah, when is the day of action? If you had um, a magic wand, what would you like to change? Well, there's never enough time and there's never enough money. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Two wishes um... gone. One more left. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'll be waving that wand for days. Um, I guess... One of the things that I think about a lot is uh, the both the tremendous power and effectiveness of United Way and other nonprofits and our limitations. We are not the answer to social ills. We function best when we are partners with government in all things. And we kind of step into the gap when government can't or won't do something. Um so I think I would, I really, if I could wave my wand and, and really instill in the community this broad sense that nonprofits are wonderful, 
but we also need to focus more on prevention than on helping people after they get in trouble. I always say that we're great at helping people after they fall out of the boat, but we have to help keep them in the boat. I'll give a quick example of our Housing Solutions Fund, which is um, a diversion fund, so a relatively small number of dollars, an average expenditure of about $415, has helped hundreds of Missoulians stay in housing or access housing. So it goes for things like first and last month's rent or a security deposit or paying an old utility bill. So um, helping people realize that nonprofits have a tremendous role to play, but we are not the answer. And then uh, harnessing the caring power of community and hoping that people will generously support their local nonprofits because we punch way above our weight, but um, finances are, are tough. What else would you like our listeners to know about United Way that we haven't touched upon? Um, well, I think, as I just said, I think we punch way above our weight. I think we have, we're about a million dollar organization, but I think our impact is many times that in the community. And that we focus, that strong focus on partnership, on prevention, really is an effective use of of donor dollars. Um, I would also like people to know that we embrace the concept of diversity. Uh, We annually provide training to our board, to our staff. Uh, We are the fiscal sponsor of Transvisible Montana, which amplifies the voice and protects the rights of transgender Montanans. And we're the fiscal sponsor of the Montana Black Collective, Missoula, which is a support group and and networking organization for people of African ancestry living in Missoula. They were a principal force behind the Martin Luther King Day celebrations. So we we sponsored the Indigenous People's Market. We are always looking for ways to not just to be seen as embracing diversity, but to actually put our money where our mouth is and, and model that for our entire community. How can community members contribute to the success of United Way? I mean, the day of action that you talked about is certainly one way of doing it, but there are other ways. And what are those? Well, you mentioned the, we talked a little bit about the Missoula Nonprofit Center. So going to volunteermissoula.org, seeing if there's an opportunity, whether you just want to shovel snow for a day or whether you want to serve on a board for months. Sure. I always joke that my favorite opportunity on that website is baby hat tagger because <laughs> apparently at community, they give a, a hat to every newborn baby and somebody has to put a tag on them. And so I always thought if I ever retire, I would be a baby hat tagger. But all kinds of volunteer opportunities on Volunteer Missoula. Um Our nonprofits are always looking for board members and volunteers, and we can really match your interest with a nonprofit that needs your help. We do other hands-on volunteer projects during the year. Sometimes we assemble hygiene kits for people who are living on the street, for example. We have a, a Drops of Sunshine, I think it's called, where we have distributed little items through Meals on Wheels drivers to seniors who are shut in and those who rely on Meals on Wheels so that they know that they're thought about. Um, So all kinds of volunteer opportunities and all the studies show that people who volunteer lead happier lives and even live longer if you're getting out and outside of yourself and doing something. So nobody will be turned away 
anybody can contribute in some shape or form. Absolutely. Even if people don't uh, feel that themselves or think of themselves as, oh, I have nothing to offer. Right. They do. Absolutely. And of course, contributing money, it doesn't, we are not a big gifts organization. You know, we value every contribution and thank everybody for every contribution because they, those contributions of any size added up with thousands of others make a huge difference right. in our community. Um, my colleagues would also want me to say to, to watch legislation that affects the nonprofit sector and the health and human services sector. So as I mentioned before, we function best when we are partners with government in all things and holding our elected officials accounting, accountable for prioritizing health and human service needs and helping our most vulnerable right. citizens. Nonprofits can't do it all. Right. For more information about United Way, where does one go? Well, I would encourage people to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. We're very active there. That's back to that idea of telling our new story in new channels. Um, and I can attest to the fact that you have a great website because you. that's Thank where you. I found Thank the you. information. Yes, MissoulaUnitedWay.org uh, is our website. And then there are links to the Missoula Nonprofit Center, to Volunteer Missoula, to the various initiatives that we have, whether it's substance use prevention or suicide prevention, or ending homelessness, or improving family health, or zero to five. So it's a pretty robust website. And if a person that is interested to support United Way and does not find the information that they're looking for on the website, there is, I'm sure, a way to talk to somebody Absolutely. and to to actually have a conversation about, hey, I my talents are here or there. How can I contribute? And that person in your staff could help them. Absolutely. Our phone number is 406 549 6104 406-549-6104 and uh, we pride ourselves on customer service and on engaging with people when they call and we would love to hear from our community we try to be very outward facing you know I always say can't just look in the mirror you got to look out the window and we try to do a lot of that and well, that's very proactive because the thing that oftentimes frustrates me when I go to a website is that the website may be very informative, but there is no way to actually, if you had a very specific question, to talk to somebody. It's like all the information uh, that is there is what you see is what you get. And then you might be able to send an email to somebody. Some blind box to, That's there, right. Yes. But to actually have a phone number to talk to somebody and to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your website and great information, but I have a specific question. Yes. And that is the following, that somebody can give you in real time an answer yes. is, is, is getting rarer and rarer. And it's not something that um, is good customer service. So I'm happy to hear that you, that you have a staff that picks up the phone Absolutely. and that says, hey, we're here to help. How can we? Absolutely. Well, this has been uh, delightful, um, <laughs> Susan. Thank you so much for, um, for uh, coming into the studio and for uh, talking to us about United Way. And more importantly, thank you for your leadership um, of United Way and for um, making all of those things possible. Thank you very much. It's been a real honor to be here today. 
My guest today was Susan Haypatrick, Chief Executive Officer of United Way of Missoula County. The 11 monthly International Voices podcast episodes in 2023 are exclusively sponsored by Orr McDonnell Law in Missoula, your advocates for all personal injury, family law, and landlord-tenant matters. As always, thank you for listening. Those of you who are regularly tuning in to International Voices know, being of German descent, I usually end with a German farewell. Danke schön fürs Zuhören. International Voices is brought to you by Arts Missoula Global and The Trail 1033. This and previous International Voices podcasts can be found at artsmissoula.org and thetrail1033.com. If your interests are in global and intercultural education, programming, cultural and global competence, and international affairs, we hope you join us again next month for a new episode of International Voices. Music